Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. It's a beautiful, beautiful design. I know you're recording. You think you're so sly. I didn't. I actually heard it click that time, so I'm afraid there's something revealing this to you. Yep. Uh, I actually had in my mind a song that was written by one of our podcast listeners um, that is death metal. And that is about the only death metal song I know. It's probably a death metal song I've listened to the whole way through. Yeah, about... Um, I'm trying to find where who that was. I'll see if I can find it. I literally was just sitting here and I was just like, "It's a beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful design." And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's the guy that wrote the song." Anyways, nice. this is Catholic Stuff Podcast. Welcome, welcome, Father Michael Lachlan and Father Nathan. This is a podcast that is rather disorganized. <laughs> so. Some of those are the best. There it is. I look forward to it. Okay, I think we've said this before, but I just want—I just want to make sure, like we uh, we we honor this person. Um, some guy from Fort Wayne. My name is Dan. I'm living in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The theology of beauty has always intrigued me, and I found your episode "Theology and Beauty" especially insightful and relatable. You may be encouraged to know that I wrote a song about beauty, largely inspired by your thoughts. You can check it out in the attachments, and the lyrics can be found here. Uh, his name is Dan Smith, and he is a... Is that death metal? I don't know what death metal is. I don't know. Is. Death metal, black metal, something. Black metal. It was the. It is drums that I cannot play because there's so many bass bass hits. They have those double double bass pedals yeah. and things like that, but I've I've tried those, and I just don't get it, but... I actually like really like the drums. It's impressive. Yeah. Okay. But well, Father Matt Book would know. Yeah, he he would know. He He's would know. he has been to a Pantera concert, <laughs> and uh, I I don't think I could sit through that anymore. That was one of the funniest videos. Like before, funny videos were a thing. This is like way back in the day. I don't remember how I saw it, but there was this guy who decided to go to a Pantera concert and. Like when everybody was tailgating before the concert, he went walking through the middle of the tailgaters with a boom box on his shoulder, wearing like shorty shorts, a tight t-shirt that said NSYNC across the front <laughs> and blaring NSYNC on the thing. He's like, hey guys, you ready for the NSYNC concert? And these Pantera fans are about ready to rip his head off. And finally, finally like one of the guys comes up and is like, dude, you're going to die if you don't leave right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> Come on guys, let's dance. And the weird thing was, that guy was Father Mike Brown. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he would totally do that. Well, Father Michael is, uh, um, you know, Aneste, you know, yeah. he is he is risen. Yes. We were, we were nervous. <laughs> Michael Aneste. Well, it's like, that's, I, I would, if I could have driven, how long is it from Denver to Breckenridge? Hour and a half. Okay, if I if I could have driven from your from where you are in the city, like hour and forty five. If I could have even trusted trusted my like gastrointestinal fortitude for right. twenty minutes, so I could have like driven twenty minutes, pulled over, puked, 
get back right. in the car, drive again. I would have been up there just like to be around you guys, but oh, it was horrible. Father Michael tried to tell me that he didn't have the flu, but he was puking <laughs> every 30 minutes. That's because uh, maybe it's childish, but to me, a flu means like you have aches. Like when you touch your head, it hurts, like your body aches. But there's like two different kinds of flu. There's uh. like influenza A and influenza B. Did you see this? They are restricting like visitors at hospitals now because Ooh. like no visitors because there is so much flu going around that they can't keep up with it. Wow. It's like one of the worst outbreaks. I am definitely not one of those people that like knows illness and what to do in these situations. So when I was on the pilgrimage this past year with, with uh, Leah Darrow and, and the crew, like I got in a minor motorcycle accident before going on. And I, I fell actually on the seminary property at St. John Vianney. It has just started raining. Anybody who knows rides motorcycles know that when it first starts raining, the all the oil yeah. right rises to the top of the water. So I'm going really slowly and I still just wiped out and, um, and anyway, the worst, I, I bent up a couple of fingers pretty bad, but the worst part was my knee. I just got this big, just road rash on my knee. So I like went home, triple antibiotic ointment, covered it up, washed it out, put a patch on it. Well, I flew out the next day. I didn't bring any of the antibacterial stuff with me. I just figured, well, okay, it'll scab over. It'll be fine. Well, like three days into the trip, I'm sitting next to Leah on the bus and I go, like, I, I feel my leg and I can feel that it's still wet. <laughs> burning and I'm like Dalia, I was like hey you're a mom can you look at this and tell me if it's still infected and I show it to her and she looks me in the eye and then she closes her eyes and says give me 30 seconds to stop being mad at you and so she just like calmed down and then she said yes it's infected it's pretty horribly infected you need to get that taken care of so I we were in Fatima and I went to this pharmacy and could not explain to the guy that I wanted antibiotic ointment like for the top like topical and i kept on i tried to use every word i could for like, like pointing at my knee like showing him my knee and he's going he's going prescription 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 i didn't fee- speak any portuguese he didn't speak any english and finally i got to no no i need something for the top of it somebody came in and talked but i thought it was hilarious that leah was like i need to calm down yeah because you've been walking around with this infected knee for three days now yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, one of my greatest Thanks, Mom. scars is from I used to play church league softball with um, Leif Taboni, um, who Swedish. Uh, yep. Nice. He uh, he almost got into a fight with the Baptist, the Baptist church because <laughs> uh, they they were showboating after a home run. Um. And uh, anyways. So we really wanted we really wanted to win. We were St. John's Newman Center, and we wanted to dominate. And I had a theory, which was most of the people out there cannot make an accurate throw. Okay. Like most people, if they try to hit a cutoff person, like they're not going to relay it perfectly. Right. Which means that that'll gain you about one to two seconds extra, yeah. Yeah. if maybe more. Um, of, you know, like runtime. And usually if you really like force them, they will make two bad throws, okay. which means you can stretch a single into a triple almost yeah. every time. Yeah. So I would do this routinely. <laughs> and, um, and awesome. there was a, there was one where they, they hit that cutoff person perfectly. And I knew I had to dig, uh-huh. I had to dig for it. And so I dug for second, slid in just in front of the tag, but um, I don't know if I just don't know how to slide. Okay. Like if I'm not doing it correctly or whatever. But I gave myself a huge like 
rash like of like because I slid on the the dirt, yeah. but I just ripped the top layer off, oh. like completely off my leg, oh. and uh, and it was bleeding kind of bad, and you know I just pulled my sock up over it and yeah. kept playing the game. Sucked it up. Then we go out for beers and you know have a good time, whatever. I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like hot, like hot, hot. Oh, and yeah, and I like pull it up and there's just like pus oozing, oh. like like kind of sticky, you know. Man, everybody's like freaking out right now. <laughs> I hope nobody's eating exactly. while we <laughs> discuss this. <laughs> that was the sound it made as I pulled it from my sock. <laughs> Anyways, oh, <laughs> um, so I went. I I did the whole thing. Neosporin kept it covered, whatever. Yeah. But then I start. I started feeling like, like it was like hot, like and and pulsing. Ooh. You know. So, anyways, I go. This is funny. This is that lady's house I was telling you about. A rump. Rump. I go to my friend's uh, uh, house. Her mom's a nurse. Yeah. And I was like, "Is this infected?" And she's like, "Um." Kind of, and she goes and she get like does the iodine, yeah, and then takes a scalpel Ooh. and just like runs it down it. I was like, <laughs> dude, this is like Oregon Trail because like if I would have let that thing go like a couple yeah. more days, it would have been gangrenous. Yeah. So yeah, folks, that's real, and it is a thing. Get like- yourself checked. <laughs> Because if you try to suck up the pain, which men, many like men who are just trying to like, exude that machismo yeah. do, like you can seriously hurt yourself. I had a friend that that had such an infection in his face because of a bad tooth oh. that they took an X-ray and it was just like all, entire half of his face was infected, and he was just like, "Yeah, I've had a toothache for a few months." They're like, "Dude." <laughs> Like, don't, there's something seriously wrong with your body when you have a toothache for two months and you just try to suck it up. And it, I mean, they gave him, you know, meds and it calmed it down, but man, alive. How do we get on this topic? Oh, oh yeah. Cause you said, remember. you said, I'm not, I don't have the flu. I'm oh, just, right, right. You know, I'm just puking every, I'm just, I have a, a slight cold. Anyways, but he's alive. Yeah. Thank We're God. very grateful for that. <laughs> we had a good villa. Uh, there was only a couple outbursts in a few of the games. <laughs> so Father Brady did um, minute to win it challenges. Okay. Like he, you know, formed us into teams and, you know, we had to square off uh, to win some sweet door prizes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I had Father Eusterman. Nice. And I was like, I'm feeling pretty good because, you know, he's a competitor. He, right. he likes to win. Right. And I like to win. And uh, we did like a cup challenge that you had to like move the the solo cup to the top using different hands, you know. And uh, we dominated that game, nice. and then uh, we played in the next one, did pretty well. And the final game that Father Brady chose was um, you had to take a chopstick and move. N- uh, nuts, like nuts and bolts. Mm-hmm. You had to stack them on top of each other. Oh, did do you hear who I was with? Eusterman. Yeah, he's a master at that, right? Master at that. <laughs> Freaking Alabama shakes. <laughs> it would have been. It would have been like if I would have had rap. 
I mean, he has a motto, which is embrace the shake, but uh, <laughs> it was really, it was so funny. It, it was, he was really nervous about it. And oh. I was like, it'll be fine, you know, like, and uh, by the end of it, his hand is just like, you know. Because I've had noodles in company with Eusterman, and he's pretty good with the chopsticks. That's what I was thinking, but huh. the the handshakes, I. Yeah. Well, we found out the hard way. We lost. Yeah. Uh we lost. So, so out of curiosity, since I wasn't there, was there any um, convicting speech type talks given about uh, let's stay calm and not get too riled up this villa beforehand? No. Okay. Why? <laughs> there was some discussion of, about that at one point. like With Brady? Villas. Well, Brady. I, well, I'm not going to say, but I, 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 like, things get pretty crazy at Villa, so maybe there should be like an introductory, <laughs> all right, boys, we know we all love each other, but let's... Yeah, that was we saved that for the last day. It was, oh, okay. it was a little bad. Okay. It was kind of like we were, we were all getting along for right. too long. Oh. And then it's like, you know, you want to have a little bit of drama. Right. But some of the guys don't like the drama. It's not so. Villa without it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm bad at that. I like to win. Yeah, as my sister says, as my sister says, you are a sore loser and an even worse winner. <laughs> but I love playing games. So anywho. All right. Can we just go to shout outs now? We literally have like Santa's mailbag. Well, yeah, we'll have to split them in half because we have two, we're recording I know, we're gonna, two. We're so. gonna split them. Yeah. All right. You ever heard the phrase "You are what you eat"? Yes. What would I be? Fruit by the foot. No. <laughs> He's just saying that because he he found fruit by the <laughs> foot did. at my house, <laughs> and I ate it, which is true. My niece Hannah came out, and she's gluten free. And they were oh. I bought gr- gl- granola bars for the rest of them. Okay. I was like, "What can Hannah eat?" And then she got fruit by the foot, and she didn't eat any of them. Oh. Like, whatever. Better for me. Better for me. I had one this morning. Um, beaver nuggets? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I you, 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 like, you like good Midwestern fare. Steak and shake? Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, steak and shake and I had a really messy goodbye. <laughs> When I was leaving, because I didn't go to Crackles the entire time I was home, which oh. was shocking to me. Uh, but uh, they, uh, my dad said, what do you want to get before you go? And I was like, I want a Frisco melt from Steak and Shake. And that guy must have coated it twice oh. in butter when he grilled it, because it was the greasiest Frisco melt. And I was actually, by the end of it, I was like, this is uh. a bad idea. You are what you eat. Anyways, I'd be like Mr. Butterscotch Malt or something. Um, all right. Everybody's heard that quote, you are what you eat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's kind of like if, you're, if, you, if you consume a lot of something, you end up getting that moniker, you know? Right. Um, like Father Brady is, you know, Baby Ruth because mm-hmm. he always eats Baby Ruth. And, right. Actually, you want to? Well, was it you that came up with that idea, or did you already left at that point about the pizza at Chaos? About our so, own pizza. Or? So we go to this pizza place called Chaos every Thursday, and they always have a special. And I want to, I want to create my own. Yes. 
and then have the special get named. Oh. Did you hear what name someone came up with? Well, LeJoie came up with the Where's Larkin. Exactly. That was so funny. <laughs> that was the <Le> Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, so if you, like, really like something, you, you kind of get that name. Yeah. Or if you're obsessed with movies, you just become the movie guy or movie buff. Or you're a foodie or, um, like, you're a chocoholic or something like that. Right. You are what you eat. You are what you consume. Similarly... Um, there's this great quote, which I was so proud that it came from a Catholic because anytime you hear some of these nicer quotes and you find out it's like Oprah, it's like, dang it. Like, how do you get wisdom when you're just, you know, of the world or whatever? But I found this quote from St. Clair, which I think is uh, spot on. And she says this, we become what we love and who we love shapes what we become. Mm. Again, we become what we love and who we love shapes what we we become. So I've heard it said before where someone will say, show me, show me what you love and I will show you what kind of person you are. Yeah. Um, or show me your, show me your friends and I will show you who you are. And I think it's important for us, like, to take a step back, especially like at the beginning of the year and kind of examine what are my priorities? Mm-hmm. What are the things that I'm actually going to to center myself on? And it's not because it's like New Year's resolutions or it's um, I got to get my life straight. It's, it's actually like in response to Christ who um, in the first uh, words that come out of his mouth in John's gospel – it's him encountering these two disciples who are stalking him, and he turns around and says, what do you seek? Hmm. What do you want? What do you desire? And uh, I think at the beginning of the year, it's helpful to kind of look at ourselves and say, what is it that I'm really looking for? Yeah. Um, or even like after Christmas. I find like after Christmas, like after you've opened all your gifts and you got all your Christmas cash and whatever, it's like... This thing that I really wanted that I now have, did it make me like that much happier? Mm-hmm. Um, or like I really wanted to have a great trip home or like maybe with Father John and the Hut trip. You have these good experiences or whatever, but like what ultimately satisfies? Right. So my question would be, what is it that we actually should be seeking? Salvation. Okay, so if I'm seeking salvation, what is it? What are the, that's kind of like the mega goal. Right. What are the mini goals that are going to lead me to that? Yeah. Like, say, say I wanted to lose, uh, you know, you know, backstory. Okay. I'm, I made a bet with a friend. I want a friend of mine to do something. And uh, I tried to sweeten the deal. And I said, listen, if you do this one thing that I want you to do, I will lose weight. You just need to say what, you know, what, how many pounds. Wow. And they said 100. Whoa. I'm like, okay, I mean, let's, let's be realistic here. <laughs> I mean, come on. But say, say it was like 50 pounds. Right. So it was like 50 pounds. I would have a general idea of what I would need to do yeah. 
in order to get to that, okay? Like, I would have to get diet butterscotch malts, okay? <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> but, like, if salvation is the goal, right. and I, I mean, I would say something similar, like yeah. love, union with God, whatever. What are the many steps that I need to take or the, you know, kind of partial goals that I need to set in order to achieve that? Uh, yeah. Discipline, uh, surrender. Virtue. Virtue, yep. Habit that builds virtue. Uh, real concern for others. Self-sacrifice. I need to find other people patience. that are actually that actually want that as yeah. well. Community for encouragement and accountability. If I don't have... Uh, if I don't have a community that's actually going to lead me that lead me to that. I need to find other people yeah. like that are, are, are kind of set on that same goal or somebody else who has achieved that, that right. goal that I want to inspire um, and lead. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, today, I mean, this is, this is kind of personal, but one of my heroes died today. Oh, were you paying attention to the news? I did not. I have no idea. He goes by the name of Keith Jackson. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, he is one of the most uh, famous um, college football sportscasters. Oh. And he's the guy that's like, who Nelly? Okay. And he had all these little sayings or whatever. But I I've been, I was watching him since I was like super little. Mm. And I was like, that guy's so cool. Right. If I would have set my goal to be like that guy, you know, I would have had to make a lot different choices than I've made, you know, now. If okay. I was if I was going to set my, you know, path that way. Right. I'd have to like go to school for that. Right. I'd probably listen to other sportscasters and figure out what they did. I'd right. work on diction and all that stuff. That goal wasn't really the goal that I had in mind. But, you know, you have these like things in and out of your life like I don't know. Did you ever have a dream that you thought about doing and then didn't? Oh yeah. Like what? Um. I mean, I, even even with uh, like a big one with with celibacy. I mean, I I used to have the most amazing dreams about like what my family would look like, how many kids I would have, you know, what my wife and I would do with our date nights. You know, obviously didn't happen. Well, it was, it was like, I mean, it was, that was actually part of my discernment was waking and sleeping dreams about the beauty of marriage and family. And so when it, God presented me with the option of discerning celibacy, I felt like I had, I had thought about it enough and even fantasized about it enough where I was giving up something incredible. But I, I, I had felt how beautiful it was. And so I could say, okay, Lord, you're calling me to something inc- like bigger than that since I feel peaceful about this. And so I went into it with, with an immense zeal, but that definitely kind of changed the way I s- spent my free time thinking and planning. You know, I'm no longer going to invest in that, but rather in the, the beauty of celibacy. That's interesting because if celibacy is, I cannot do this. Uh, I can't listen. Take him off. Crazy. Get rid of him. The um, if celibacy was the goal, then um, if celibacy was the goal, then your entire life is I'm not going to have relations. Yeah, 
And that seems like a very strange, like, I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. that's not, not like a strange goal, but it's like, there has to be something more right. to that. It's, it's a bit positive good. So then, I mean, in order to achieve salvation, union with God, for us as priests, that's, that's part of the deal. Yeah. You know, like that's part of the, um, part of the package. Um, so then for a lot of other people, like, I think we all want similar things, right. but I don't know if we've actually made like sort of a life plan, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, mapping out the next 50 years, but it, right. to me, it's like, there's gotta be certain things that I'm missing Yeah, that I think, you know, if I, if I get to this piece, I may be closer to what I'm actually looking for. We should be more intentional about, about what our goals are and how we're taking the baby steps to get there. Yeah, I agree. If that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm kind of pondering that, uh, I, I don't know if I'm actually moving towards that or if I'm just like, yeah, that, that, that will just happen. Like whether it's God will save me or I'll just become the kind of virtuous person that I'm looking to be. Yeah. Um, well, this is one thing that I've, I've think I've shared here before and that I had this wake up call, like with Archbishop Shapu when he was my spiritual director and it, it shook me to the core because he said one time, I forget what I was telling him that revealed this to him, but he said, you are only good at being a young priest. Like all the successes that you see in your life and your ministry are because you're young, not because you're a priest. And he said, you need to make sure that you're putting in the investment that make sure you're going to be a good old priest as well. And I took that with me. I went home and I was like, like, crap. Like, I, what does that mean? Yeah. And I asked him that and he gave me some suggestions about like when, when it's not as easy to make friends, when it's not as easy to use kind of basic human charm to draw people to Christ. You know, what, what is it when the, you know, when you when you really get good at self-emptying and self-sacrifice, self-gift, all these things that make an old priest holy, are, you know, are you're you're not doing those things very well now because you don't have to. You don't you don't feel the need for it. You're kind of skidding by on your on your youth. Yeah. But but you need to start investing in the things when when all the things that that you now take for granted start to fade, physical health you know, uh, appearance and charm, all these things start to fade when you get older. So are you going to still going to be good at being a priest then? And and I was like, I totally get what you're saying. You know, I'm not manifesting that at all. So, so I, that's what I would say is like, if I'm looking for a way of saying, what are my goals? My goal is to be a good and a holy priest leading people to Christ until the day I die. And that is how I participate in my salvation. Then I say, what can I give up? And if I can give up everything that is surface and, and find those deeper realities, what are the things about me, my personality, my person that are going to remain until the day I die? What are the things that are going to fade away? And it will be, will I be ready when those things fade away to still be happy, joyful and, and effective in the ministry? I think, I think both of us would say we have pretty good parents. Oh yeah. Like pretty rocking parents. Right. Um, and, I don't know if they would have said that they were really good parents when they were, you've been a priest for 11 years, 10 years? Uh, 12 years now. 12 years. Yeah. 
Uh, I've been one for three and a half. I mean, like we 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 have little toddlers, and you have like a little preteen priesthood. Right. Um, so we don't necessarily know, but I wonder what our parents began doing differently hmm. that all of a sudden, like they set themselves on a path to end up where they are now. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. And I don't think they would, I mean, this is, this is kind of stereotypical, but I don't think they would say they were ever really successful. Like I, I said before, my mom said the most successful thing she ever did to, to be the successful mother she is now with, with mm-hmm. five children still in the church, 12 grandchildren still in the church, all tight, all love each other, all spend as much time as they can together. She would say that from the moment she found out she was pregnant with us, she surrendered and consecrated us to the mother of God. Oh. And then she, she, that's like the only thing she'll admit that she did really well. But obviously I would hope that as she now teaches through example and explicit teaching how to teach her own children to be good parents, that she's finding more things in humility that were also a major part of her effective parenting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I asked a guy, uh, we were at IPF uh, for the spiritual director class. He's a priest of uh, Pittsburgh. And uh, I asked him, you know, because he's one of the older priests in the class, mm. and he's been a priest for 40 years. And I said to him, how did you get to 40 years? Because I'm looking at three years, <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, that is, I just don't know how you would, how you do it. Yeah. And, uh, and he said, one, like, spent a lot of time, like, in the bottle. Mm. Um, and, uh, and then the other thing he said is, I, you know, got over that and prayer's real yeah and it may sound simplistic or whatever but like if you actually give yourself over to prayer like yeah. really good things happen yeah and i'm like yeah it's okay yeah cool but is there any other way <laughs> you know so i i I've, I've been pondering this because um you know just looking at certain things in my life i'm like how much longer, kind of like what Archbishop was saying to you, like how much longer am I going to do the same, the same old, same old, and just come up with the same excuses? Right. And sometimes it's just helpful not only to self-examine, but also like with your friends or your community or your spouse or our you know brotherhood or whatever to kind of reflect on what are the things that I actually want to do. Yeah. Not just like what are my goals for the year or whatever, but like what what do I want to do. Um, and we have these things called ideals in the mm-hmm. companions. Um, you know, they kind of help us see what we're striving for. Um, and the ideal is really important, but so is the reality that is now. Because my my companionship, my brothers, my spouse, whoever, they see my strengths and my weaknesses. And they can already say, like, if you keep going in this direction, this is what's going to happen, like, 40 years from now. Yeah. But if you keep going in this other direction, this is also what you're going to be 40 years from now. Mm. I don't want 40 years from now people to be nervous about me, like, playing games, you Mm. know? It's like, Goble, settle down, you know? Like, I hope we can eliminate that bug, you know, in the software update of, you know, 2018. Mm. But, you know, maybe it takes a little longer. But if somebody doesn't alert you to it or help you to see it, then you're not going to do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I would actually love. That's a real. We should, we should do that. Like, like you guys have known me with like within the intimacy mm-hmm. of the companions for about four years now, probably. And it's like, what, what do you see me? What ways have I stayed the same? Where four years ago I wish I would have grown, and then which ways have I grown? Maybe that I didn't expect. Yeah. You know, subconscious. Because if prayer is effective, then I mean, thank God. You know, I've grown a little bit. I would imagine. Um, uh, just, but like to identify what those things are and then kind of get them figured out. You know, I, I, that's, I think the, you know, the, the, the devil loves to isolate us and, and within the companions and within any sort of community, we refuse to be isolated. Like we refuse to, to give into his, his promptings, whether it's isolation through arrogance and selfishness or isolation through depression and despair. Like, like but he, yeah. he, he loves both those isolations on both ends of the, the spectrum. And so, you know, what ways have we have we said? You know, we I have multiple sets of eyes on my growth, and I have multiple sets of minds in you know in in knowing my goals and and what I want to do with this and being able to point out my faults and and you know see measurable or, or non measurable results. Yeah. What, Amen. What is that sin called? When oh presumption, like like you could also err through presumption, where it's just like yes. oh yeah, I will, I'll get this. Yeah, you know, it's like eh. No, that's me. You haven't really shown that you're going to do it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I really think there's a spectrum of, of scrupulosity to presumption. Yeah, true. And I fall way on the presumption side. Mm-hmm. Like, it would take a lot for me to even doubt the slightest bit God's love for me. And that's completely natural, given by my parents, my genes, et cetera. But I know that that might be my downfall one day because of that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a presumption is already my downfall in my sinning, but it's also might be my downfall one day when I'm caught off guard by, you know, either scrupulosity or a despair or a dark night of the soul, whatever that might be. So, yeah, I actually had the idea of we do honorings for birthdays. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that's good. Like, I mean, to, to actually say to a person, you know, this is one virtue that you have that I see in you. And those are always really moving to me to yeah. hear other guys see things, whether it's in me or in their brother, because like they all resonate. Uh, usually the way guys honor one another, it's just you you can hear like, yeah, I've seen that in that person so mm-hmm. many times. I had the idea of either on your half birthday right. or find out every guy's baptismal date nice. and give one correction. Huh. Have have and maybe maybe you say like this is done privately. Yeah, it's done privately uh, yeah. on you know, and don't do it by email or some crap like that. Right. Like you go to the person and you say, "Look, if you're gonna if you were gonna work on one thing this year, yeah. it would be like don't pull your hair out and then lay like a big piece of it <laughs> on me while I'm driving." <laughs> I mean, hypothetically, you know. <laughs> You see, it, honestly, like that, I would love that, and I, I yeah. it might be kind of you know masochistic, but like, like there's something about that. I think that would be an amazing sign of a healthy community too. Yeah, you know, if if we can do it, I get. I for a while, I think private would be good, but in the end, if we grow close enough, why not? You know, chapter of faults. This how the old monks did it. Share share your own struggles and share those of your brother. Because yeah, because sin is just. It's just false love. Yeah. Like either it's excessive love or deficient love. So uh, if what St. Clair is saying, like we become what we love and who we love shapes what we become, Mm. then the kinds of things that we love that we shouldn't love or shouldn't love as much or should love more, 
will shape us in becoming the kind of person that either we want to be or not want to be. Yeah. So you you help a person to see like these kind of loves either are helping you or not. Right. Um, and so I mean, if we're looking for some kind of you know uh, you know take home message for this podcast, it's um, we all have like great desires, and those desires are are formed by smaller desires. And part of the way in which we hone our desire is by articulating what it is that I'm actually looking for. Mm. And then being able to kind of see like, if I, if I want to reach this good, what do I need to do? What do I need to give up? What do I need to, to do more? Mm. Um, if, we were, if we're willing to do that for like debt reduction, losing weight, getting a girlfriend, um, I, I don't know, like, um, you know, cleaning our inbox, mm. hypothetically. Right. Um, <laughs> That'd be nice. Then what, what, what are the ways in which we need to take steps towards yeah. that? And, and perhaps one of those ways is just including others and saying, this, this is what I desire. Could you help me? Yeah. Could you help me, you know, seek this, you know, anyways. Yeah, no, I think even that, that being on the radar, you know, I, I desire this. If, if I stop talking about it, whether it's in fraternal group or just among friends, if I stop talking about this desire, that means it's faded and I don't want it to fade. And like, if it, if it starts to fade from my mind, then let's make sure that it's, it's, it faded intentionally because my priorities changed rather than just like it went by the wayside because I got too busy, which would be, you know, those are the moments when we get too busy that we need the accountability of, of brothers and sisters community to say, you know, are your parties off? I know it's been a rough month, you know, I'm not a, I'm not like a huge devotee, but it, you know, like I, I think that the guy's an amazing speaker, but Matthew Kelly, yeah, I remember Matthew Kelly coming to um, our um, focus conference or a focus like summer training. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he recommends is this dream journal. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has his employees or his staff or whatever, like it's either once a week or once a month or something like they take out their dream journal, which isn't like, you know, I had a dream that, you know, I don't know, Roger Rabbit was chasing me with a right. chainsaw. <laughs> um, but uh, like, what is it that you're actually working towards? You know, I want to go to Hawaii. Yeah, I want to uh, grow in intimacy with you know my spouse or something. Um, and then they actually say, what have you done in the last mm-hmm. like week or month that actually progresses you further from that? Because yeah. we need to make our desires uh, tangible. Like our hopes should be impelled by the way in which we're living and not just, well, maybe someday that'll happen. Yeah. You know? So anyways, these are all thoughts. Yeah. That's all I got. Amen. I like it. Good luck folks. I know we just did a podcast a few months ago on like how pride can happen with, uh, with, <laughs> um, uh, you know, new year's that resolutions new year's. or whatever. Right, yeah. But what I would say is in humility, you actually look at who you are. And what God has, uh, you know, called you to, and then in humility you begin to kind of adjust and say, "All right, what do I need to do? What right. do I need to look at?" Yeah. So that's it. Amen. I like it. Thank you. All right, folks, we got a we got a mailbag going, and uh, I want to make sure that we are done in time. So here we go. 
God bless you and all the companions. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and all the happiness your hearts can hold this season. Tiffany uh, Metzger from Somerset, Ohio, who sent last year, if you remember, a, a goodie bag with like nuts and tea, maybe, mm-hmm. as well as a personalized uh, Christmas ornament. Okay. And she's engaged. Ah, congratulations, Tiffany. Which is kind of weird because it looks like this dude is already your husband, but she's okay. not, you know, like, <laughs> he's like in a tuxedo. I like but the uh, the bald head with the beard thing. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Tiffany, you kind of just found a dude that looks like Father Michael. So, <laughs> to uh, Aaron, uh, congrats. Well done. I actually thought that Tiffany would be, like, super old. No offense. <laughs> She just like in my mind writes Tiffany, very maturely. Yeah, Tiffany was like thirty-eight, <laughs> and then I saw the picture. Hey, and I was that's like, not what? old. <laughs> All right, uh, fathers, I've emailed in a few times, and someone has always answered. Thank you so much for taking the time and even emailing me resources to help with questions I've had. In my first email to you, sometime more than a year ago, I promised to send you a bottle of Four Roses bourbon. Uh, why did it take a year? Either I'm the worst feigned dramatic expression. <laughs> I was then afraid that it was illegal to send hooch in the mail or some mixture of the two. It's both. In any case, my family and I hope you enjoy the bottle. Have a Merry Christmas, John Camaletti. And I certainly enjoyed that on Villa, and I'm enjoying it now. So thank you. Do you want to give one? Uh, sure. Uh, so uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, four little prisoner kids who I know listen uh, the uh, children of Brittany and Joey Curlin, uh, Charlotte, Beatrice, Nicholas, and Agnes, who uh, Joey wanted me to give them a shout out because uh, I guess they listen. So thank you, little ones, for listening. Hopefully I didn't say anything that scandalized you today. Who was it? <laughs> I the Curlins. Oh, the Curlins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. K-E-R-L-I-N. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen them Four in a long little time. Ones. Four little ones. Beautiful little kids. All right. So this is this is an oldie but a goodie. Because this family sent me their first Christmas card, sent us their first Christmas card, when I was still at the house in Cabrini. Oh. Because they are from uh, Sycamore, uh, Illinois. Our old recording studio. Exactly. Um, shoot. Um, shoot. Um, <laughs> oh, this is it? No. <laughs> There's like literally... What well, four the, piles? I know it's of the it's the Christmas cards stuff that were. I just can't find it. <laughs> He's trying to dig through right now. <laughs> All right, I'm coming. Seriously, it's literally. It's not right there on the arm of the chair, is it? Well, I see their the picture of their baby. Oh. They got they got two kids. Blessings to you, from Tony, Kate, Maddie, and Josie. Nice. Um. Yes. Here we go. Uh, Merry Christmas Fathers last spring Father Nathan sent us what he called his rookie card so I thought it would be fun to send you my daughter's rookie cards from when they were baptized over the summer I have told you before how important all of you were to our conversion and how impactful that will be in our in generations to come um, I wanted to mention that we sent you a few mixers from the cocktail crate uh, but there was an option for sending a gift note so I wanted to mention here that we figured you would enjoy these mixes to jazz up your bourbon they sent us three of them Ooh. We did not crack any of them on Villa. Um, I'm glad. We learned a lot. <laughs> Wine is a hit 
with certain people on Villa. Oh. Um, beer is not. Right. And Father John and Father Joseph Lajoie, like, blow through bourbon. Uh, but they don't really have time for mixers, so. Uh, thanks again. Have a merry and blessed Christmas, Tony, Kate, Maddie, and Josie from Sycamore, nice. Illinois. All right, I want to give a shout out to uh, the Decel family. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but who sent us a king cake and other Mardi Gras oh, yeah. stuff? That I so I get I get left out of Villa because I get the pukes for a week, mm-hmm. and then uh, and now I'm getting left out of the king cake because you guys are having it. Oh yeah, you guys are having it on Sundays, which I can't come to Lord's True. Day was on Sunday. Um, so cut me a piece, and if I get the baby, then let yes, me know. I will let you know. But here's okay. the bad news. Yes, the guys at the house already opened it. Oh, and so a fourth is already gone, which means that if the baby was in there, I'm going to make one of them place it back <laughs> in because that is an Amber Alert. Yeah, that was a stolen baby. <laughs> so anyway, the the kid, the Daniel, Brandy, and Parker are the uh, the family. So thank you guys so much for thinking of us in this in this near near Mardi Gras time. That's Tiffany right. Mardi Gras portion of the year. Last one, uh, and it begins actually very apropos. Dear Father Nathan, Michael, John, and Mike, I hope this card finds you all in good health. Now it does. <laughs> now it does. Thank you so much for sharing your vocation and being an instrumental part of my conversion. Uh, you spoke comfort to my heart and instilled courage in me to return to Christ. Uh, please know what you do makes a difference. May God continue to bless you and keep you fruitful. Julia Fears, warm wishes, uh, from Terre Haute, Indiana. That's a cool name, Julia. We have two. That's our last one. We have two podcast listeners from Indiana. Folks, okay. we have 56 weeks. No. 50, no, well, 50 weeks. Okay. 50 weeks until Focus Conference. Oh, right. Seek yes. 2019. Yes. I would like to give a shout out to every single state in the union and all those who are, you know, like, you know, in that place. So the first one I want to do is Indiana because nice. that's where we're going to end up. Seek okay. Conference is 2019 in Indiana, and I hope to be there. I hope pray all that Father Brady there. says yeah. it's okay, yeah. and uh, pray that Focus, uh, which you'll hear a little bit more about in the next podcast, um, you know, encourages Catholic stuff to be there. Yes, that's all I'm going to say. Would be awesome. So, to all the folks in Indiana, I only know two: that dude that wrote the song <laughs> and Julia Fears. Uh, we have two <laughs> listeners in Indiana. And actually, now Lisa Rona, who oh, left, yeah. left Colorado for Indiana, and she listens to Father Mike Schmitz Three. all the time and to Catholic stuff every once in a while. So Lisa, Three listeners. Yeah. We keep at that pace, shout we're going to have 150 listeners. If you if you don't text me, Lisa, and tell me you heard this shout-out, I'm going to be that's horribly right. offended that you stopped listening. So. All right. That's it, folks. Check us out. Like us on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. And, uh, oh, I won't. I shouldn't say anything. But Andrea is thinking about adding a social media, pro, uh, adding us to a, another social media profile, social media platform. Don't say Twitter. We're already on Twitter. Instagram? Oh, I'm not going to say. Okay. <laughs> Talk to Andrea. All right. I love all right, you love all. Love you all. <laughs> Have a good night. Bye. Whatever time of day you're listening.